0: This is The Best of Daily Devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believers City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information, go to believers together.com.
1: We're in Acts chapter 2 today, and we're going to pick it up in verse 5. And coming out of those first four verses, we need to know what the context of the account that we're reading is all about. Now, There, in chapter 2 of Acts, we see the coming of the Holy Spirit upon those who were waiting there in the upper room, just as Jesus had instructed them to do. And upon receiving the Holy Spirit, in this instance, as we discussed last time we were together, there was a great moving of the Spirit of God, and there was speaking in tongues, and a whole lot of great things was happening. And now in verse five, we see the reaction to this event, okay? Verse five, picking it up, says, Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under the sky. When this sound was heard, this is speaking of the sound of speaking in tongues, When this sound was heard, the multitude came together and were bewildered because everyone heard them speaking in his own language, and they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Behold, aren't all these who speak Galileans? How do we hear everyone in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, The parts of Libya around Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians, we hear them speak in our language the mighty works of God. They were all amazed and were perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? Others mockingly said, they are all filled with new wine." So as the Spirit fell upon these individuals who were waiting for him there in that upper room, as I said, they began to speak in other tongues. Now, Paul, he lists the speaking of tongues as a gift of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12 and in 1 Corinthians 14, along with the clear notation that, quote, all do not speak in tongues, end quote. Thus, not everyone has every gift. He also clearly places it on an equal footing with all the other gifts, all the other gifts except one, and that's the gift of love. You see, love is the supreme gift given to everyone and to be exercised by all. So despite the attention that has accompanied this issue, the gift of tongues, the gift of speaking in tongues, is no more or less a miraculous event than any other miracle in Scripture. However, why do we attempt to escape such a truth by denying its existence and and sometimes exalting it higher than others? There are often attempts by some denominational groups who, indeed because of embarrassing abuses by certain charismatic churches, they have attempted to erase this gift from existence. So needless to say, this gift of tongues certainly has been a source of not just debate, but a source of irritation amongst different segments of the church from the very beginning. It's obvious from the text that the languages that were spoken that day they were unknown by those who spoke them, but they were not unknown altogether, for indeed there were those present there that day, or at least within earshot, that did indeed know those languages that were being spoken. However, we can gather from other verses, such as 1 Corinthians 13, 1, that some languages and tongues, they're not always known languages. While we cannot give an in-depth and complete study here uh, concerning this issue of the gift of tongues, we can, and we should, put this issue into the context and the reality of the passage that we are reading, the passage that we have before us. Before we go on, let me state for the record, the gift of tongues is a reality. We have no reason to believe otherwise, other than perhaps our own discomfort and our own inordinate fear of the unknown. The truth is that it is for many of us just quite simply uncomfortable. (laughs) But if that was enough to stop us, would we even be worshipping a creator that we so often fail to grasp? The bystanders that were present that day asked the question many folks have been asking for a long time. What does this mean? Hmm, a legitimate question, I think. 1 Corinthians 14, 21 and 22 tells us that tongues are assigned to unbelievers. 1 Corinthians 14, 2, uh, verses 13 and 15 tells us that it is a vehicle of communication between man and God. Peter would now elaborate further, saying in verse 14, but Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and spoke out to them, you men of Judea, And all you who dwell at Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to my words. For these aren't drunk as you suppose, seeing it is only the third hour of the day. So presenting a known characteristic and an attribute of the working of the Holy Spirit, the tongues ended right here as Peter began to preach. The tongues, just as they are today, always contain an element of order. Peter pointed out that these men couldn't be drunk because it's only 9 a.m. So even for a Jew who indulged in drink, not nah, a drink in such an hour was unthinkable, you see, for that period of the day was strictly set aside for prayer.
0: That was a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information on Pastor Tim Dodson or Believer City Church, visit Believerstogether.com.